You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Tigers and 20 Off the Boards, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast where we bring you breaking news and interviews with players, top recruits, coaches, and influencers from football and basketball across the city of Memphis and around the nation. Now, let's get to the episode. Welcome back to Go Tigers 247's Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. Y'all know what we do here, man. We bring in coaches, players, influencers from across the city of Memphis and around the country um, to, to talk to you about, um, to ask them questions about the University of Memphis and, and, and their time um, at the school. Man, I am excited, excited to have Quindell Johnson on with us today. I mean, y'all know who Quindell, I don't even need to introduce the man. Everybody that's listening to this knows who he is. I am excited to have you on, Quindell. Thank you for joining me, man. Appreciate you for having me on. Man, how's everything going so far, man? Spring, how's it going? Good, man. Spring has been good. Uh, not just for me, but for, you know, the team as well. Just getting accustomed to the new defense and what Coach Barnes have bringing in. Um, I think it's going to be real, real good for us going back to a 4-3 and, and things like that. But as far as spring, man, it's been it's been fun. I feel like this is the most fun I had um, in spring ball my, all my times here. What makes it fun for you? Like what? Like what is the different differentiating thing for you that makes it more fun this year? The energy, like the energy, the excitement. Like I feel like this team has a new uh, breath of air. Like we all, we all just coming together as one. Like we know the past few seasons wasn't our best, so we knew coming into winter, into the winter program, and coming into spring, what we had to do, what we needed to do as a as a team to get back to that Memphis that we we all remember. So just, you know, taking that grind and having fun with it and just just being a part of the process, man, it's, it's been fun. And with Coach Barnes bringing with his energy and everything, it, it makes it even more exciting. So I know, obviously, man, everybody's excited about this year. Um, I think top down in terms of the defense, man, I – probably the most talented roster y'all have had in a while. Like, I mean, maybe since you've been here, um, but, yeah. but I wanted to ask you, let's take a step back and go back to last year a little bit, um, a little up and down year as a, for the team in terms on the defensive side of the ball, but how would you grade Quindell Johnson's year? Like what, what, as you took a step back after the, after the year was over, man, what did you, how did you grade yourself, your individual season? I'm a, I'm a hard grader, you know, uh, some games, you know, I feel like I played good. Some games, you know, I might not play good. But I'm real, I'm real hard on myself. Uh, I'm all, I, I wouldn't even give myself a. I'm like a, a B plus, maybe B minus or something like that in that range. I give myself. I'm real hard on myself when it comes to you know grading myself because I want, I want great for my. I want to be elite. You know, I'm, I'm a type of person. I want perfection, even though I'm not going to be perfect. But you know, that's what I strive to be. And when it comes to judging myself, I'm I'm very hard on myself. You know, most elite players are 
right? Like most guys that have aspirations to do this thing as a living, to do whatever they do as a living, they're going to yeah. be they're going to be harder on themselves than most. I guess when you get a little bit complacent and start thinking that your don't stink, like that's when you you know yeah. kind of plateau and not grow. And what? But I know I, I wanted to take a step back and go. There were so many plays though last year where everybody was like, "Oh man, that's Quindell. Like that's what he does." For you, as you've taken yeah. a step back, like what was the play like for you or the game? The play or the game that you were like, "Man, that is that is where like that needs to be consistent and that's what that's what I want to do, man. Th- if I'm going to package together a highlight package for for NFL scouts and NFL GMs, mm-hmm. this is what this is the play or the game that I want them to see. It's the, I feel like it was a lot of plays that I made last year, you know, that were top tier, like, of what I can do as far as on the field. Um, I can name a lot of games. I was really watching a Temple game last night, uh, some plays that I made, some huge plays on a fourth down, uh, just creasing the, creasing the gap, making the play on running back, some things like that. Uh, Covering like Houston game, uh, what other game that come to mind? I got one. I got one for you. Which one? The Mississippi State game, fourth and goal. Mm-hmm. Momentum was clearly in Mississippi State's favor. Oh yeah. And you had the pass break up on fourth and goal, and stopped the momentum. Right, like kept the game going. Like that. That that to me was because I mean I think everybody knows you as. Man, when you get your pads down on somebody, they're going down. Like when you get mm-hmm. your pads on somebody, they're going down. Running backs, receivers, whoever may be coming across the middle. But it's those pass breakups that I'm like, that's those evolution, right? Like that's that evolution for you in terms of being able to see things. Like I think it's more difficult. And I'm not a football player. I'm a basketball player, but or I used to be a <laughs> basketball player. Is it more difficult to, to defend a pass without? interfering or is it more difficult to tackle somebody like tackle a running back in the backfield for you? Uh, It's it's more difficult to, you know, defend a pass. I mean, I played basketball as well growing up. So uh, just translating those kind of movements into playing football, it really helped me a lot. Just being patient. Uh, I'm not a guy that likes to grab a lot. So, um, you know, if I do get shot, I like to grab out of waist or whatnot because they, the rest really don't, don't call Waist holding like they're not gonna really right. call it. So uh, they'll get up in the shoulders if you do it. Yeah, you get right. They, yeah, all the up high they call, but down low they're really not gonna call. So if I get you by by the waist or whatnot, um, then I'm good. I just like to be patient with everything. Um, just let everything come to me. Use my my strengths, not you know, not my weaknesses and everything. But just defending the pads is probably harder um, rather than tackling them. You know, a running back in the backfield. So, as a basketball player and football player, what what's the di- – I know there's a ton of difference in between in, in the games, right? Like, in the fo- – like, there's a ton of difference in how the games are played. But what are some of the basketball moves that you've – like, moving your hips, moving your feet. Like, what yeah. are some of the basketball moves that you've incorporated into so the football really, game? It's really crazy because how football and basketball can, you know – correlate with each other like moving side to side moving in speed and moving in power as well not clicking your feet because you click your feet in basketball it's over you're not yeah so 
anything like that, just, you know, um, I dip and drive on, on a block or something. You know, you got to dip across the coming around on a pick or something like that. Just just things like that, all of the hip movements and, and stuff like that correlate with each other with football and basketball. So uh, just examples like that really helped me a lot. I love it. So I, obviously one of the plays that really stands out to me from last year in that Mississippi State game was Calvin's punt return. And I know the narrative around that punt return last year was, well, the referee waved his arms and and – Everybody knew that he was down in the ball, right? And every like I saw all the Memphis players coming out and going, "Yo, if you're not taught the right, if you're not being taught the right play or the right thing to do, mm-hmm. that's not our fault. Like that's that's on you." Right. You were the lead blocker on that return. Like you were the guy that was leading Calvin down the field on that play on that punt return. Like what were you thinking in that moment? Did you know the ball was still alive on the field? Uh, during- really? Like I seen the kick. I was jogging off the field. Usually I'm always watching where the ball goes before I jog off the field. So I'm just looking at it and I see him, you know, going to get the ball. So I'm like, oh crap, the ball is still alive. It's, it's like, alive. ain't no whistle going. So right. I'm like, okay, well, what my next block at? What my next block at? So I'm trying to make sure, you know, I don't get no flag or nothing. So uh, when he when he started running down the sideline, I just, you know, Made sure I cleared the way for him so he can get in the end zone for us. That was wild, man. That was a wild play, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, it really was. It changed the game it tremendously. changed everything. Um, I wanted to ask you about, um, obviously, you're a veteran on the team. You've been a veteran on the team for, I mean, you've been a leader on that defense since the time you stepped foot on campus. Um, but I wanted to ask you about a couple of veterans from last year, um, and, and that's Jacoby Francis and J.J. Russell. Um Man, what was it like having, you know, being on the field every single Saturday when y'all were at home? I got to experience a lot of of the leadership of Jacoby and and JJ, especially being the the vocal leadership. You know, mm-hmm. you're um there was a lot of really good players on the defense last year, but but clearly those two were the main vocal guys in terms of the defensive side of the ball and the leadership. Um what was it like having them last year on the defense with you and 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 the second part to that question is man how are you going to fill that gap when they're as they're gone now mm-hmm. first i mean it was a it was a blessing to have those guys um as leaders and on the team last year just those guys to come back an extra year and add a little more um to the to the defense but it was it was for sure a blessing just to play with those guys um they passion for the game JJ has a, a tremendous motor. Um, he was one of mainly our vocal guy, especially for the whole defense. Jacoby, me and him probably were probably the two top leaders, uh, this defensive back group. So we both had uh, vocal vocal voices in our group. But just having those guys there, you know, just playing with them throughout the years, and just I I look. I love both of those guys at that, man. I, I created a great relationship with both of them throughout my time here. And, and it was just, a, I, all I can say, it was a blessing to play with those guys. And just to fill that void, I feel like we do have enough older guys, enough leaders on this team to fill that void uh, on the defensive side. Me, um, Jim Allen, Zay Cullins, guys like that, guys that been on the team and guys that know the standard, what, what it takes to – to have a elite defense um, 
they were they were helped tremendously and they and they've been doing that. They've been doing that since the winter and they've been doing it in the spring. So it just it's just not me that's, you know, gonna be that vocal guy. Sometimes, you know, they they'll say something and I'll I'll let them say what they need to say because I'm just not the only leader on this team. Like it's 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 bigger than me, you know, guys like that have been putting in the work, um, been through it all and that they deserve they deserve that shine as well. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm be honest with you, Quindell, when at the end of the year, you did a post-game press conference and um, it was the, the senior day. And you were asked, like, hey, you know, what does this mean for you possibly coming back to Memphis or leaving Memphis? And you said, no comment. And I think when the, the year ended, I think 99.9% of Memphis fans expected to see this graphic come across your IG and say, yo, man, I'm, I'm headed to fulfill my dream of playing in the NFL draft. And I think everybody in Memphis would have been like, do your thing, bro. Like, you, you deserve it. You're a hell of a player. Go do your thing. But on December 30th, man, you shocked everybody, bro. Yeah. <laughs> I got so many text messages that day going, Quindell's back? Like, Quindell's coming back? Like, this is crazy. What what went into that decision? And, and yeah. It, 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 was, it was a lot going into that decision, man. It took me, like, until the end of the season, until December 30th for me to, you know, make that decision for myself. It was a, a – uh, should I go? Should I? Should I stay? It was a lot going on. You know, I didn't know if I wanted to go, or if I wanted to stay. But when I put it in a full circle and perspective, like I felt, I felt the need that when I if I do come back, like I want to win a championship. I'm just not coming back for me. I'm not gonna be selfish and just come back for me. Like, it's, it's a reason and a purpose why I, I came back. Like, I want to – yeah, I want to, you know, try to get my grab, grade up, grade up higher, you know, work, get faster, you know, stronger, do all that. But at the end of the day, I want to win a championship. I know what it feels – I don't know what it feels like to win a, a conference championship. So, I want to get the this program back to where it was and the, back to the standards where it, where it needed to be. That's why – I came back and the people, you know, the players that's 
on my side and that has my back, we could do it. So that was, you know, one of my reasons to coming back. Well, I think everybody was kind of surprised because at the time you made your decision, and I'm sure that decision was, you know, a few weeks, a month or two in the making, but it was during that time frame from the time the season ended to when you made your announcement that Mike McIntyre left and went to mm -hmm. Florida International. Um, and everybody knew they were going to be bringing in a new DC. And, and I think, I think most people figured that, um, Ryan might be going back toward, you know, maybe making a change in terms of schemes and, you know, that three, four was, um, effective to a degree. But I think most people were like the Tigers, especially last year, the Tiger defense was most effective when y'all got that pressure on the, on the quarterback, right? Like that was when, Absolutely. that was Absolutely. when y'all were most effective and so, obviously, though, it's not just – you don't just put a DC in, change the schemes, and everybody rolls. Like, it, it's, it's, a, it's a learning process for everybody right. involved. Was there, a, right. was there a part of it for you that was – that maybe, maybe made you hesitate to, like, man, I'm not – I don't know if I'm ready to, like, maybe, maybe I should transfer somewhere that best fits my thing or come back to Memphis and, and learn a whole new system in my – potentially final year at Memphis? You know, I've had five, four DCs in the last five years. So crazy, man. I mean, having a, another DC, I mean, really wasn't going to change anything. It's just me learning a, a new scheme. But I feel like the biggest thing about it is you learn something new from each coordinator. Like you take a piece of each coordinator and you take it to the next and you apply it to the next or whatnot. So, just him coming in, you know, I I was excited that, you know, we was in a, a new D.C., but at the end of the day, it was like, shucks. I didn't went through three other D.C.s. Why not? You know, I can I can do it again, you know, catch on to it, pick up on everything, and, and just apply my knowledge to, to what I know and, and add it to his schemes and everything. So him coming in with a new scheme wasn't really a, a, a big problem for me because I went through it before. So it's um, kind of normal for you at this point. Yeah, basically. So that's interesting. Like, I love the way that you position that because most people would look at, I think most non like novices that have never played football at the level that you've played would look at it and go, I mean, you're changing everything, but your mentality is, is man, listen, I've got a skill set, knowledge from years and years and years of playing football. I'm going to bring like, there's a level of confidence in your knowledge and ability to mm -hmm. where you're not starting over you're building on top of building right. on top of right. building. exactly exactly and and as a player i felt like i've got smarter and smarter as each you know dc came along because i've got um a piece of what each dc has brought in so what um without giving away schemes or anything like that i don't want to get a phone call from anybody inside the facility um <laughs> but what do you think Memphis, what do you think Tiger fans should expect um what is the def defense going to look where is it going to look different this year with, under Matt Barnes's um tenure D-line you just watch out you know, a lot of pressure just know that you come trying to come save that quarterback that's exciting so what does that do so for you um in the secondary what is that pressure in the defensive line how does that open things up for you 
Like, what does that do for you as a as a as a part of the secondary? Does that mean we might see Quindell in the backfield more? Does that mean we see like what does that look like for you? Uh, you you know, see me in coverage. You see me in the box. You know, sometimes you know blitzing or or whatnot. But I we we gonna be everywhere this year. Everybody basically got the same job, but everybody just play a different position basically. So we all we all coming this year. So. Um, you never know who's gonna be coming, so we we bring in we bring in everybody. I bring the band in the backfield at some point. Yes, sir. <laughs> Let me ask you this: um, What is it that you are? I know I know you are a team guy. You 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 talked about how coming back was not a a um, individual decision. That you're you're like yes, I want to grow, want to get better, want to raise my draft stock, but I also want to be a, a take this team back to the level that it was a few years ago. Let's let's think individually for a second, though. Like, what is it that you are for your draft stock? I mean, everybody knows you're going to be playing on Sundays next year, and that's I think that's exciting. Um, you look up and down NFL rosters, and Memphis players are everywhere, and it's awesome. And you're going to be the next one. So, but what is it that you're looking to to improve upon? Like, what do you think you need to do this year to improve your draft stock? for uh, next year really you know try to try to get my hands on the ball more try to get you know some more forced fumbles um more inception i need a couple pick six i, I feel like i did everything in the stat book besides giving me a pick six so i mean but you know that just means really but you know just you know improve my man coverage and just improve my speed and everything um i felt like one of my reasons as well to come back just trying to take advantage of one whole year of, of training just worrying about my body and just staying healthy and everything. Um, so that's really the two biggest things for me. Just continue to work on my man, being patient, and just getting, just getting fast. So who are some of the – in spring football, um, in winter, in the winter workouts and things like that, who – what young players that maybe didn't see the field last year – whether they're sophomores or redshirt freshmen this year, mm -hmm. who should we be looking out for on the defensive end of the ball? Like who, 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 who is who has impressed you so far in spring? Young is a. We had a great competition. Uh, Tyrell Raby, from the DB uh, standpoint, um, Josh Hastings. Uh, we got a lot of D linemen. We got Zai, who who's been coming along. Um, big Big Cam has been having a great spring for us. Um, who else? There's a lot. There's a lot of guys I can name, but those are, are just a few, you know, that come in my head as as, as far as young guys in that name. Um, it's interesting because you said Tyrell. And we interviewed Eddie Lewis on the offensive side of the ball earlier, and he mentioned Tyrell too, which is interesting because mm -hmm. he's obviously probably going up against Tyrell in practice. Mm -hmm. so Tyrell, I mean, he's huge for a cornerback, right? Like he's, a, he's he has a beast. A good, he has a good side. Yeah, he has a good side. I mean, he, he, you know, he had the injury last year that kind of you know prevented him from playing. But you know, as as the the, the spring goes along, I feel like. He's going to get better, and as you know, 
as we get in the fall camp and everything, you know, he's going to find himself a role on this team and, and possibly on the field if he keep being consistent and everything. So let's move over to, I know on the defensive side, you have those guys, any of the receivers or running backs coming in that we didn't see last year. And you're like, okay, this dude, watch out for him this year. Um, I say the skates is, is, is came in and, and found himself a, a role on the offensive side. Um, running back, you know, we've had a lot of rotation. A lot of guys that, you know, most of them played last year. So I, um, I do say watch out for him, Darius Carver as well, um, coming in at the A-back and everything like that. That's what we've been hearing, finding, man. We've been hearing. Find himself, you know, getting back out of injury, find himself a, a role on the, on the offensive side too, getting a lot of reps. So I, I say watch out for him as well yeah. on the offensive side. Speed, right? Like he's a speed guy. Yes, sir. Right? Yeah. Probably, and he's powerful too, so. Yeah. All right, so we uh, when when I told our Go Tigers two four seven VIP family on the message boards that we were going to be interviewing you, I said, "Hey man, anybody got any questions for Quindell?" So I got to, I got a couple of questions for you from fans. If you're cool with that, okay. What is your favorite place to eat in Memphis? My favorite place to eat, man. Are we talking just a just a general place to eat anywhere, man? Anywhere. You know, I, 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 I love. I love having bees, man. Man, I, I love I love having bees. I just I guess I have to go there. Is it that hot chicken? The in that the mm-hmm. the hot chicken? That's the Nashville Hattie. Where is Hattie Bees at in Memphis? Um, dang, I forgot. Uh, I, I need forgot to find the, that place because uh, I like Nashville hot chicken. Uh, it's real good. <laughs> I I love having bees. What is the uh? One of the fans asked, tell us something about Silverfield we don't know. I don't know how to answer. I don't know. How, I, don't, I really don't know how to answer that question. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know how to answer that question. We'll, we'll pass that question. Um, which game on the schedule are you looking forward to the most this year? Mm. That's a great question. Really, a lot of games I'm looking forward to. Mississippi State, I'm looking forward on the first first game of the season. Um, Tulane, because it's going to be my last time going back to New Orleans. Um, then the next week, we got UCF on my birthday. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's about it. What about that Houston game? That, too. We need that, too. Houston, we need that back, too. Mm, Got to get that Got to run back. that one back. Yep. Quindell, thank you, man. I really appreciate you joining me. No problem, man. Thank you for having me on this morning. Where can uh, I know most most of our fans are probably already following you on Twitter and Instagram? But shout out your Twitter, Instagram, where people can where where can people follow you on socials? On Instagram, I'm mean, Quindell Johnson. You can look me up. It'll probably be Twindell fifteen, but just type in Quindell Johnson, you'll find me. And on Twitter, I'm Quindell six. There you go, man. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining me. No problem. Appreciate you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tigers and 20 Off the Boards. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a rating and a comment wherever you download your podcast. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, head over to www.gotigers247.com. Articles are published daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for a VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information.
CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. What if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski.